0: This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Pohlmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker.
1: Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast this week. Uh, today, we got a, a whole life-specific question uh, to answer for you guys. So you want to lead us off Kyle? Yeah. a Pretty common question we get is
0: do I have to pay into this my whole life? Do I have to pay the total amount forever? What if I can't? So we're going to go ahead and get
1: that or break that down for you. Yeah, this is, um, I mean, this is very dependent on everybody's situation, but I mean, we can lay out some examples here and, and give people a really good idea. So, um, I think to get started, what we should do is talk about just basic whole life, Kyle. So there is pro- there are products, and, and oftentimes they'll be labeled with a, a number, such as 65 or 10 pay or 100 or 121. Mm-hmm. So what that number refers to is the number of years that the product is payable for. A 10 pay is payable for 10 years, and... uh 65 is paid up until age 65. Age 65,
0: yep. 100 and 121 is the same thing.
1: Yep. There can be some exceptions to those things, but I don't think it's worth going over them in the podcast. But um, typically, that's basically what that number is referring to. Yep. Um, so in policies like that, it uh, you can pay premiums for that long, but you don't necessarily have to. Um, you could potentially set up a policy where you paid into it. Like, say, I'm, I'm 29 years old right now. I buy a, a policy that's paid up at age 65. Maybe I pay into that till I'm 50. All base premium. We're not talking about any blending here or anything. And maybe I do a premium offset then or something. Maybe dividends can pay for the premium or, a, or some of the premium, and I can pay for the other part of the premium. Maybe they totally offset it. Um, So in that case, if they totally offset it, you would only pay into it for 50, until I'm age 50, so I'd be about 21 years. So I guess what I'm getting at is no, they are not payable until you are whatever age the product is listed at.
0: Yeah, and also when you have regular whole life, it's a little different than our, when we blend things. So
1: very different. Yeah.
0: If, if your premium is 20,000 a year in a regular whole life policy, you are expected to pay that
1: $20,000 a year. And and you, you have to, you have to, um, if you can't, uh, well, I mean, there are some things you you could potentially reduce the face amount. Um, but that's probably not what you're after. If that's the type of policy that you sought out, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you definitely want to be able to pay that. That 20000 is not flexible. No. Except for the fact of you can still pay for it monthly or quarterly or annually or semi-annually. But that whole $20,000 is going to be due every single year. Especially in the early years, there's no
0: chance you're going to be able to do any premium offset with dividends or anything. I mean, you could yeah loan against... If you have some cash value, but also... But you're not you know. going to
1: have much cash value exactly. at total
0: base premium. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why we do, most of the time, do the blending is so it is flexible. So you're not on the hook for that payment every year because we know that life does happen and it might be difficult to come up with that. And we don't want that to wreck your whole, your whole plan. I mean, why uh,
1: go through all this and then have it fail? Yeah. Yeah. Um. We would definitely not be setting you up in the best position we could, no. if that's what we were doing. Um, and not to mention, you know there isn't really any cash accumulation um, with traditional products that'd be like your 100 or 121 product um, in the first and second, sometimes even third and fourth years, Yeah, um, with all base premium. So, yeah, if you're using that for banking, or if your goal is banking, cash
0: utilization, cash accumula- accumulation, I mean, that just does not make a whole lot of sense up front.
1: No. Um, so then, okay, we kind of started talking about blending policies. You know, we're talking about having base premium, having PUAs, potentially having term riders. Um, this is when it can start to make a lot more sense. Uh. To do something of, if if it's what your goals are, you know you could do a shorter pay policy and do a premium offset much sooner with something like this, or reduce paid up to where you fund it for three, four, or five, seven years, fifteen years, whatever that number is for you. You don't pay any premiums in thereafter, and the policy either continues to pay for the premium either through premium offsets or Uh, you reduce pay up the policy, which means that the death benefit will be reduced, but there will also be no more premiums due on the policy as well. Yep. So you could, so I could be uh, a quick example. I could, I'm 29 years old. I could get into a 100 uh, pay till 100 product. I could maximum fund that thing for seven years. If I wanted to, it doesn't have to be that long, but seven years and uh, in the eighth year, I could pay nothing, reduce pay that policy up. I could still uh, borrow and repay money into that policy, but no more premiums would ever be due again on it. And it'll still grow too. Yep. It'll still continue to earn dividends. Um, The only thing that I can't do is pay more premium into it.
0: Yeah. So once, yeah, once you don't use it, you lose it.
1: Yeah. And so reduce paid up, that is not something that you have to elect when you purchase a policy but once you execute it it is forever yep you cannot undo it yep so for for some people i i think it makes more sense instead of in that year where you don't want to pay anything maybe it makes sense to look at a premium offset first do that for a year maybe two years however long and make sure that you don't want to pay anything else into the policy before executing a reduced paid up absolutely yeah. Because um, premium so, offset is not a forever thing. Yeah. And it, it is not a light decision then to, to enact the RUP. So. Mm-hmm. And here's another thing. Um, so I'm 29 years old. I'm just using myself in all these examples. You can apply it to your own ages. Um, but I'm 29. Um, should I buy a paid up at 65 or a, a pay in to 100? Well, that depends on your goals. Even, even, uh, if all I wanted to pay in was until age 65, a traditional product may actually work better and accumulate more cash value than a, uh, paid up at 65 policy. So that's something that you want to look at. (laughs) And then after that's, after you do that, you still aren't committed to that age 65. And in fact, the 100, you could not only stop before 65 with the blended policy, You could pay past 65 if you wanted to. Yeah. Gives you a lot more flexibility than a shorter payment policy does. And some people, they
0: might be more focused on wanting to pay on pay in as long as possible. Maybe they want to be paying in the full amount until they pass. And that could be 80, 90, hundred years old. So if if that is something that you're sure you want to do, then that's when we have to change the blends of these policies. We can't um, have them so aggressive and the base to PUA split, and I mean, depending on, and it depends on company too. Some companies with aggressive splits, yeah, you can't fund them forever at the total amount. But um, some of them will have less cash value in the end too, as opposed to ones that are higher based. But other companies, it's exact opposite. So everything just kind of depends on your situation, what you want to do, and what company we're gonna go with.
1: Yeah, it, I would say that there are no two companies that, even if they each have a paid up to or uh, pay until one hundred product, they they aren't the same. They don't function the same. Okay, so you could have the same uh, product from each company labeled the same. Mm-hmm. You could have the same base to PUA splits. They're gonna they're gonna accumulate cash differently. The way that you can fund them, like what I'm talking about is duration of time is more than likely going to be different. So these are things that your advisor can help you with, but things that you should be aware of going into it. Yeah, definitely. So the simple answer to the question, um, whole life premiums, are they do your whole life? No, they are not. Nope. Um, Especially when we start getting into blended whole life, um, you have a lot more options come to you. With traditional whole life and all base premium policies, yeah, they offer some flexibility, but it's not nearly to the degree of a blended policy, and it's it's definitely one hundred percent going to take some time before you have flexibility in that premium. Yeah, and with blended policies, like we we cannot. It depends on everybody's situation,
0: but we cannot, you know, fully fund that thing forever. But you can always at least fund the base. Until you die on those policies, sure, so that's another thing to, to think about, so you, you'll at least have, always have a place where money can go.
1: yeah, you'll be able to continuously keep funding into your you know your warehouse of wealth, as, as Nelson liked to call it. yeah and you know maybe that
0: goes back to I think we've talked about before, but where it makes sense to have you know obviously it makes sense to have multiple policies because you can never get started large enough Mm -hmm. but then also maybe it makes sense to have policies with different splits so that you know maybe as time moves on and you have you have more cash like you can do a little bit of a less aggressive base to pua split and then that is something where you can fund fully until the end of your life sure so then you know for sure that you always have a place to put in all your money or put in as much money as you want to so it's not just sitting on the sideline later in life because I mean, it's, you're going to be making income the rest of your life. You're going to have to if you want to survive. So,
1: well, that's a that's a question I commonly bring up with people when they ask, "How long do I want to pay into this pol?" Or how long should I pay into this policy? It's like, well, how long do you plan on making income for? Yeah, you know, maybe maybe it won't be earned income, but hopefully you have some type of um, investment income. Um, maybe you have real estate income. You know, whatever it is for you. Um, and maybe some people will need to spend all that to live on. Hopefully not, but you know you're going to want a place to warehouse that money, other than just a traditional bank. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I think most people who are
0: interested in IBC, you know, they're, they're more likely to be the type that is always going to be having some sort of income, you know, coming in, coming to them.
1: Definitely, so, just a different type of mindset. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Multiple streams of income. Um, and this, it's this, a place it's, I'm.
1: Trying to get to
0: exactly, and you know, this can be added to that stream of income.
1: Definitely, I mean, I think that's one of the most popular reasons why people like whole life is because of the ability to use it for retirement income, but not have any tax um, obligations because of it. If you do things correctly, sure, you don't trigger a mech, you don't have a a policy lapse, you know, things like that. Something you don't think about either. I mean, simple. (laughs) You're not worrying
0: about what's happening to, you know, in the whole life world. Like we check the markets every day, multiple times a day, but to see what's going on, like I don't have to do that
1: with my whole life policy. No, it's, it's so simple. Um, and you know, with the way the tax code is right now, you don't have to worry about, you know, what the, what the tax, uh, treatment is going to be of these policies. It's yeah. just simple. You don't have to worry about while well, our taxes is going up and down, well, don't care you've put yourself in a place where you pay tax on the premium that you're paying um on the dollars as premium before they go into the policy, and after that you don't need to worry about paying tax on it yep exactly when you do things correctly exactly, so yeah, lots of options, but um common question we get, I think that that uh that answers it, and you know we don't go into exact splits, you know, base and PUA and stuff like that because it's different for everybody. Yeah. So, um, I think that that's a good broad understanding for people.
0: Yeah, I agree. So if you guys are enjoying the show, please give us a rating. And if you want to learn more about IBC and if we can help you, you know, send us an email and we'll get back to you.
1: Yeah. Um, we love hearing your guys' questions. So until next week.
0: (laughs) This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.